0: Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. I'm so excited. This is episode 98, which means by the end of next week, we'll have episode 100 launched. And it all just started with, you know, a a little dream and a little bit of vision and just walking alongside with some mentors. And we're going to be 100 episodes deep. And it's something that I, I want to encourage you. If you have a dream and a vision and you have people who are willing to walk beside you, Pull the trigger and do something that just baffles yourself because over time it's just incredible what it can build into. Now, that being said, last week was the launch of my YouTube channel. So, if you're wanting to follow me there, that's at West in Progress. That's going to be one to two videos a week that are mental health education. And the cool part about that is I can actually do visual aids. So, I have a whiteboard that I use. Sometimes when I try to Describe visuals via this platform. It doesn't always translate well. So that's going to be a touch different content because I'm able to use kind of more of the psychoeducation and visual support. So follow me at West in Progress if you're interested. You can also find me on Instagram and TikTok at West in Progress. But I'm glad you're here today. And I want to say, even if over the course of a week I only get a couple hundred listeners, extrapolate that out over a year. And it's just exciting to understand that. We live in a day and an age where we get to have a voice if we we want to, and it doesn't mean necessarily a lot of people listen, but it does mean that if you're willing to put yourself out there, there's usually going to be people who come alongside of you, and that's part of today's episode, too. What does it look like to put yourself out there, but also open yourself up to receiving generosity? And a few months ago, I had done an episode on why we tend to not receive generosity. Some of it is because of transactional love that we're pretty used to. And pardon me, I have quite a scratchy voice today. Some of it is also, you know, we don't know how to engage relationship well, we get nervous with relationship. There's a whole host of reasons why accepting generosity might not be for us. And I'm I'm saying quote might not be for us because I do believe it's for all of us. We just have to draw some parameters around it, which we'll talk about shortly here. But I just went through the moving process and I wanted to illustrate to a client how necessary it was to not just invite one help into my story, but to allow a host of help to show up in my story. So as I'm going through the moving process, I am moving from an apartment into a condo that I was able to purchase. And even that process I had to have several realtors, I had to have financers, I had to have people you know, work through the loan process with me, and there were just a lot of people kind of all hands on deck to help Steph walk through this process well. But the analogy that really sticks for me that I use with clients is when it came down to actually moving. So in order for me to move into the condo, there was most of it had to be painted or the more precise word choices there, I wanted it to be painted. And so I went and got a quote and the quote was for $2,800. Well, I like to do things like travel. And so $2,800 on painting wasn't going to be the best course of action for me. And so it was interesting around the time that I got the quote, I had a friend reach out to me and say, Steph, I really would like to help you paint if that's something you'd be willing to let me do, you know, set up a time and let's do it. And, And I actually had a family member and then several friends make that offer and so I'm sitting here thinking, "Ooh, I hate asking for help, but I also like to travel, and I have friends that are being generous with me. So what would it look like to let them in and receive generosity without you know being super independent or pushing it away and so over the course of three different painting parties, and we have to call them parties because painting's awful, and so if I just call it painting, it's just dreadful. So we had some painting parties, and we got the painting handled, and that was something that was really helpful as I was moving into this new space. Then I had a second friend that said, Steph, we would love to come help you move. Like we would, have, we would like to be part of the actual move. And in my brain, I was going to hire two men in a truck and they were just going to come in and do all of the things. And I wasn't going to inconvenience anyone. I was going to pay for it. And I said, well, thank you so much, but I'm probably just going to hire two men in a truck. And a couple of days later, she came to me and she said, Steph, I would like to help you, my husband would like to help you, and we have several kids that we would really like to bring alongside of you and help you in this transition. We want to do that for you. And so I had another friend within a few days also say, "Staff, my husband and I would really like to come support you and help you in the move. Would you be willing to let us do that? Now, again, my, my pride shows up, my catastrophizing, like, oh no, what if someone drops my stuff and breaks it? What if someone breaks themselves? They fall down the stairs, they hurt their back. These are really heavy pieces of furniture. And my brain goes a thousand miles a minute but I also see it as another opportunity to let people come close and help me in something that's above my head, in something that I can't do on my own. Yes, I could hire it done, but I have this free will offering coming to me from friends saying, Steph, we want to come alongside of you in this. And then I had a couple of friends say, hey, Steph, I'm not good at painting, not so good at moving. Would you like us to help you come set up and do kind of the interior decorating? And so over this last weekend, they came over and gave me some ideas of like, what kind of rug would go there? What do we do on this wall? And the entire condo has come together just spectacularly. Like, it's beautiful. It's this space that I'm so excited for. But the amount of people that came alongside me to let it happen has been incredible. But it's also been very diverse. So a key player in this story is my little brother. And my little brother was also someone that said, hey, I'm going to get off work on the Saturday morning when you move and I'm going to come over and help in the move as well. I'm going to help you lift the heavy things." And he was the one that actually, after all the boxes were dropped off, he helped me move around some heavy pieces of furniture and get them where I wanted them to go. And he's probably the person I would have coerced into helping me with all of the things. I would have asked him to help me do the painting. I would have asked him to help me do the moving. I would have asked for his opinion to help set stuff up afterwards. I would have asked for his opinion in the interior decorating. And it would have been an inappropriate ask, at least from my understanding, because I would have been exploiting the fact that he doesn't say no to me. He would have been saying yes to me just to meet my need when the reality is many other people were willing to come alongside of me and meet my need. And it takes a village. Something like moving your life from one place to another takes a village. And if you have a village, I want to encourage you to take not advantage of them in the nefarious way, but use them if they're offering to be a part of your group, a part of your infrastructure, a part of your support system. So I was talking this through with a client and she was in a huge life transition where She was going to be put in new housing. She was needing some financial support. She was needing some community resources. And so one of the organizations that reached out said to her, hey, we can do this for you, but we can only do this for 30 days. And she's like, screw it. I'm not interested. That's not what I want. And I said to her, I said, I'm a little worried that you're going to get help from a variety of different sources and you're going to refuse it. Because it's not the one source doing all the things for you. It's not one person showing up and doing everything. It's not my little brother coming in, and which for me would have been significantly more comfortable. He comes in and helps me with all the things. He's one of my people. He can get close to me and I don't think twice about it. But it's inappropriate to expect the one person to come alongside of us and do all of the things. And in my client's story, I I shared with her, I felt it was inappropriate to balk at help or to push back help just because it wasn't one entity deciding to do all of the things for her. But we can piecemeal together help if we're willing to let other people up close to us. So client would balk at the limits of the different options available to her. But I said to her, I said, good help comes with limits. No one should come in and rescue us. No one should come in and do all of the things. So I asked her, what does it look like when we take the offers of help and we start to compound them? So we take some housing support, some financial support, some supplemental support. Over the course of utilizing our different resources, all of our needs or most of our needs are being met. But there's possibly some humility that comes with that and there's possibly some discomfort that comes with that. And while I understand it, that's where our growth happens. Our growth happens by saying yes to other people's generosity not exploiting it, not taking advantage of it, but we also don't get to get angry when someone doesn't come in and be our entire solution. And when you invite people in, the beautiful thing is that's where connection happens. Because in general, people love helping. Now again, they don't like being taken advantage of, but people do like to feel valued and appreciated, and it might take asking for help more than once. That's the reality of it. So it might be you have to ask them a favor, whomever the them is, and maybe it doesn't work into their schedule. And so you have to ask again or you have to go through the extended effort of negotiating. That doesn't mean they don't want to help. It means they've got their stuff too and they're willing to come alongside of you. And so we might have to be patient in our requests and we have to be practical in what we expect to happen on someone else's timeline because it can't always be on our timeline. But if you're willing to negotiate and ask for help and let other people in. There can be such beautiful shifts that go on for us. Now, with the client and in my own story, I had to be very careful about who I let into the process because the reality is there are people that will go tit for tat with you. There are people that believe in transactional generosity, meaning I did this for you, your job is to do this for me. And so I said to client, I said, I can't vouch for anyone who's coming alongside of you to help you. But you can watch, number one, what is their history? Do they tend to cash a check if and when they've been generous with someone? So they've done a a deed of generosity and then they ask you for help in return because, quote, they helped you. If someone does that, you know not to be a repeat acceptor of their generosity because we don't want to engage in transactional generosity. But to that end, we also have to receive generosity without wanting it to be tit for tat as well. So I think I've shared this story. When I went through my internship at Joe Martino Counseling, Joe was just pivotal in walking me through my internship and beyond. And I said to him at the end of that year, I said, Joe, I don't know how to pay you back. This is just, you've, you've given me so much. And he said, Staff, your job isn't to pay it back. Your job is to pay it forward. And I want to leave that with you. And as I was moving this last week, I was thinking that same thing. I literally can't pay these people back who are here because they're not all moving. But to that end too, if they immediately asked me to pay it back, I'd be engaging in transactional generosity and that's not what I want to be true. But what I'm certainly going to do is the next time I have a friend that's moving, I'm going to pay it forward and say, let me come alongside of you. And that's this beautiful cycle we have to offer, we have to give. If someone's demanding we pay them back, I would say that's a, that's a situation that we bracket, we cut ties, or we make that as limited as possible because we can get into some really dicey situations that way. But as soon as client and I talk through what it looks like to not only accept generosity, but to be discerning about from whom we accepted generosity, which means you know that's that's the tension point here. Yes, receive it. Yes, assume the best about people. Yes, be open-handed. But if someone gives indication that they're going to write a check here just so you have to pay it back, you do want to use caution and discernment there. So she and I also built up some ways of saying thank you, but I'm actually all set at this time, or I appreciate the offer of your help, but I. I'm not going to need that. So we practice some skill building with receiving generosity. We also practice some skill building with boundary generosity. Once we had put parameters around it, client was much more able to open herself up to receiving generosity from others. And so she stepped forward more boldly into this transition that she's in. So if you're in a season where it might be helpful for someone to come alongside of you, I want you to contemplate not only what does it look like to receive help and generosity, but more so what does it look like to receive it from a variety of sources, not just calling up that one trusted friend or in my case, my brother and saying, hey, you got to be all the things to me because no one person is supposed to fill up every gap in our life. If we do that, that can be very overburdening and overtaxing. So you want to diversify. And that means inviting other people in. And when they're able to come alongside of you, receive it graciously and with gratitude and appreciation and understand that people love helping. And so if this is that gentle push you need to let others into your story, I want to encourage you, invite them in and receive their generosity because you're also often receiving the gift of friendship in it. And you're also by accepting generosity, giving the gift of friendship in it. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Please share this content with friends and family. Feel free to connect with Stephanie at healingthroughpain21 at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.